We pick it up from the bottom of Kuf Yud Gimel, Amid Beis, five lines from the bottom. And beneath his honor, a fire burned, like a kindling of fire. What is going on over here? Sancheirev has just laid siege to Yushalayim, and Sancheirev turns to Hashem and he says, no one can stop me right now. And Kalal Yisrael led by Chizkiyahu HaMelech and Yeshayah Davin, and a miraculous miracle happens that night. And 185,000 men of Sancheir's army are killed that night. So now the Pesach discusses the unique way in which the men were killed that night. Vatachas kavodeh beneath his honor, Yikod Yakod, a fire was kindled. Yikod age like the kindling of a fire. So if Machlech is over here, and we'll see as the Gemara brings down different opinions, what in the world this Gemara is doing over here? Amrav Yechon, four lines on the bottom, give you Gimel Mebeiz, Vatachas Kavoidai, beneath the honor, Veloy Kavoidai Mamish, and not the honor itself. Rav Yechon learned that beneath the honor, Rav Yechon holds, as we saw in Amr Aleph yesterday, that Pran's clothing is called his honor. That was the that was the Raya, that was the Makar, that one has to change his clothing for Shabbos. So it says Rav Yechon, underneath the honor, underneath the clothing is what burnt, Veloy Kavoidai Mamish, but not the honor itself, meaning the, their clothing didn't burn all these soldiers of St. Chayrev's army. As we saw, Rav Yechlin called his clothing his honor. Rav Laz, that's the first opinion. Rav Lazar agrees, that's what happened, that their fires burnt, that their bodies burnt, but their clothing did not burn. But he learns it a little bit differently in the Pesach, that in the place of the honor, meaning the body, that's what was burnt, and the clothing was not burnt. Rishal Bar Nachmani, a third opinion says, "Amar tachas kavodai kisreifus bnei Adam tachas kavodai beneath their body, not their bodies itself were not burnt. Rather, beneath the body, like what, like the shreifa of the children of Aaron, malhalin shreifa neshama." The Govkayim, Afghan Shafas and Shafas Govkayim, like the unique death of the children of Aaron, other than a view that the Neshama went up and their bodies were intact, so too. These uh, all these uh, soldiers of Sanchir's army, their shamas went up and their bodies were intact. So three way Machlekes had to learn up what happened to the army that night. How do we know they have to change clothing? How do we know there's a concept to change clothing from the that the Kayin should change his clothing and put on other clothing with Andvari Shmael? The is teaching Derecheres is referring to that the Kayin would change his clothing when he would take out the ashes from the Mizbeach and then he would put on his other clothing when he would bring the actor Chalavim and when he would do the Nisa Chayayin, when he would do the different libations and Garbanais, he would not wear the same clothing as he did to clean off the Mizbeach. Says the Tanz very small the medical tire there cheretz begadim shabishal b'am kedira l'rabbi the clothing they use to cook for the master the clothing the the clothing that you're in the kitchen that gets all dirty which is comparable to the clothing of the removal of the ashes ayim zuyben kais the rabbi do not use that same clothing when it comes to moizig the kais when it comes to pouring the food to the master which is referring to nisachayayin and so what we're seeing from here is a, a raya minhat tira that is the concept to change begadim and this is. 
a lot of the Mepharshim ask, why do we need a Pasuk? We already brought down on Amad Aleph, of Kofi Gimel Amad Aleph, we said, V'chibadatai. And that was the Raya, they have to change into Shabbos clothing. So the one answer, the Ben Yoyada learns, Rashi seemingly maybe is alluding to this, is that for here we have a din midaraisa on the the pasuk of chibarata was a pasuk from Navi. This is a pasuk minatayra. So not only is it a raya from the Navi and the one has to change his cl- shop, into Shabbos clothing, but now we have a raya from the Torah as well that we see a press a precedent that the Kohanim would change clothing in order that they would not use their soiled garments, the garments that got dirty from the ash when it came to serving Hashem. Similarly, when it comes to Shabbos, just one interesting point. But Yad learns out that is an additional chiddush we learn from this pasuk is that the and he learns, says Ben Yoyada, was the same clothing. It was the f- fact of changing the clothing. As the Gemara says, You have to change your clothing when it comes to Shabbos. And this is a raya, says Ben Yoyada, that when it comes to wearing Shabbos clothing, it does not have to be more expensive clothing. It doesn't have to be nicer clothing. It's the act of changing the clothing. Rashi over here, if you look at Rashi well, Rashi seemingly is not learning that way. Rashi learns, And therefore Rashi seemingly is alluding to the fact that Shabbos clothing has to be be a higher level or something of the Shabbos clothing has to be a higher level or more chashav level. Let's move along. The Gemara, Kufi Dalim and Allah, five lines down. clothing says the Gemara, to go out with patched shoes to the marketplace. So ask the Gemara, went out with such shoes. This should remind us this was a Gemara in Brachas. went out with patched shoes. When it's patches on top of patches, that's when it's an embarrassment. But a regular patch shoe, that is not a problem. Any Tamukhacham that walks outside with a stain, a grease stain on his clothing, the Tamukhacham is Chayamisa for such an act. All those who hate me love death. And the Gemara learns out, I'll take those who hate me, rather, those that cause people to hate me. And Rashi explains, which this is a very famous statement, Tamachacham can't be dressed dirty. And I think many people wonder, why not? Okay, it's nice, Tarek to dress properly. But what's the big deal? The Gemara says, Chayim Misa. So Rashi over here says that what's Masni'ai? Don't cause people to hate me. Rashi says that if Tamachacham walks around with dirty clothing, what are the people going to say? Woe is to those who learn that they're disgusting and filthy people and they're going to come to hate the Torah. And that's the reason why have to walk around in clean clothing because if not, people are going to come to hate the Torah. The Gemara continues, Ravina, Ravina learns slightly differently. It doesn't mean a Ravav, which is a Christine, rather a Ravad, which is Machlik, as we shine him, what that means. The most positive Shairash says is that it's Zerah, semen on his clothing, and uh, the re learns actually it's Dam in his clothing. But either way, says Ravina, Ravina, Merevin, it's Mahar, Vilay Pligi, Abiglima, Abil Busha, says the Gemara, Ravina is not arguing on Yechlan. Rav Yechlan is learning on the outer coat, on the jacket. So there, if you have a Christine, that's disgusting. Everyone's sees it. Ravina saying, what about on your shirt or an, a, a lower level inner garment, which is not as seen. Then Ravina says to have a stain on that is not such a big deal. You don't know what's going on under my jacket. Maybe I have a stain there, but you can't see it. So it's not such a big deal, says Ravina. But if you were to have a Ravada, a semen stain, that's disgusting. And even if it's on a lower garment, you have to be more careful about that. And that's what Ravina says. That is something 
They have to be careful even on a lower garment. Says the Gemara, "Vam Rav Chiv Rav Vam Rav Yechol Maid Dechsev." What is the meaning of the pasuk? Kasher Halach Avdi Yeshayahu. When the servants of Yeshayahu went, Arum undressed, Yachiv, and without shoes. Arum Bivigadim Bloyim. Says the Gemara, means that he went with worn-out clothing, Yachiv, and he went out Bimenalam Tulayim with patched shoes. Tonight, also we learned in the Mishnah Ravav Al Mardeyas. Now we just discussed if you have a Ravav, if a Tavuchacham has a grease stain, has a stain on his clothing, is Chayim Misus. So now the Gemara uses that as a springboard to us other halachas, other dinim about revav, about having stains and something. And now we move into the halachas of tevilah, being tevil an item. We know that anytime an item goes into the mikvah, it has to have nothing on it. It can have a sticker, it can have any sort of chatzitzah, anything that separates between the item and the water. But if it's going to be something which is insignificant, something that no one cares about, then it's not a problem. So it's not an awesome learn to the Mishnah, Ravav al Mardeya Chaitzitz. So when it's Ravav, a grease stain on the Mardeya, on a saddle, then it is Chaitzitz, it is a Chaitzitz, you cannot table that item in the mikvah because everyone is Makbid on the Ravav, everyone is Makbid on the grease stain. Rav Shemigam Leolaymer, Ad Israel Talki, that the stain is allowed to be until the size of an Israel Talki, which is a certain size. But on their clothing, if you have a stain on one side of the clothing, in people aren't so particular about that, and therefore would not be chatzitza. Mishnei stadim, if the stain goes all the way through to both sides, chatzitz, then it's yes a chatzitza. Rav Yudah, Rav Shemri Shmuel, Echad chatzitz. Even if it's on one side, it's all chatzitza. So says the Gemara. But many Rav Shimon Lakish, Rav Chanina, Mardas mitzad echad and Mishnei stadim. When it comes to the Mardas, the first case, you told me says the Gemara that if it has ravav, it has a stain, it is. Well, level stain, because we just saw that when it came to clothing, we differentiated between a stain on one side and a stain that went all the way through. So it says the Gemara, what is the story with the saddle? Is it a stain on one side or a stain that goes all the way through? This I did not hear. A similar did I hear. This is not even learned in the Mishra of Yisrael. Shall benoyin, the benoyin, we'll have to see what that means, mitzad echad, that if there's a stain of this benoyin, this clothing of a certain type of people, it's considered a chatzitz of some one side. Shall bore, if it's of a Ignoramis of an Amaaretz, Mishnei Stadim is a Chatitza, Veloiti Mardas Chashuva, Mibigdash Amaaretz, and the Mardas should not be more Chashuva than the Begit of an Amaaretz. Therefore, says the Gemara, what's a Mardas has to have a stain all the way through. If it has a stain on one side, one is not particular about that, but if it has a stain all the way through, he's yes, particular about that. So, says the Gemara, my Benoyin, you just told me, if there's a stain on an Amaaretz, his clothing, and Ignoramis has to go all the way through, but of a Benoyin, it's on one side. Says the Gemara, what's this Benoyin? Amar of Yechanan, Elu Tamidah Chacham, Jaiskim Bibinayim Shalaydam Kolyim Mayam. These are Tamidah Chachayim that deal with building the world all their days. So, Tamil Chacham, a stain, even on one side, they are more mocked, like we saw before, they have to clothing us to make sure to be clean and presentable, than they are. Will be a chatzit even on one side. Amar of Yechanan, Zer Tamil Chacham, what is a Tamil Chacham? We know generally you need to have simon and you need to have certain recognizable signs, but then there's something called that you just know it's yours. So a Talmud Chacham gets a higher level than man is a higher level of credibility. And if he says, I know that's mine, even without giving specific simonim, we return it to him. So says Rabbi Yechon, who is that level of Tamil Chacham that will return his Aveda? Says the Gemara, this is one who is Makbid on his garment to switch it inside out. Rashi explains what that means is, let's say sometimes you put on your shirt and it's inside out. So some people just say, oh, forget about it. Tamil Chacham say, no, what? You're going to see the seam, it's the wrong way. Flip it around, and that's going to be the level of Tamil Chacham who's going to return their Aveda to his Ayin. 
What's the Talmud Chacham that becomes the Parnas, the leader of the congregation? You can ask him Allah in any area. Vaymer, and I'll answer you. Vafilu misachlis kala, ni misachlis kala. Many people are thinking, what's misachlis kala? It doesn't sound like it's in chas. Go look in the back of your uh, idiots, harius, and avais. In the back over there, there's misachlis kala, misachlis smachais. All these small little misachlis over there, which are not that learned by the average layman. So Tavachacham, that not only can he answer halacha everywhere as well, he knows misachlis kala. He's the one that's roi to be the partner, the leader of the seber. From Rav Yechon, we're two lines before the wide lines. Eizav Tavachacham shneir. What is the Chacham that the people of the town have to do work to him there from to support him? He leaves his dealings and he deals with the dealings of God, meaning he sits and learns all day. It just means you have to give him bread, you have to give him the basic necessities, you don't have to give him any luxuries, but if he is one that leaves and does only you have to at least give him the basic necessity to live. On the first white line, he's what is the Tamil Chacham? You can answer Malach in any place, and he'll answer you. Who cares? He's a Tamil Chacham. That he could give, make him a leader on the congregation. If you ask him something, you could ask him what he's learning. You could ask him what we're all learning. Then, if he knows the answer and the Mesechta he's learning, you could appoint him in the place where he's learning. But if you could ask him on anything, you could ask him on the whole shas, you ask him on any halacha, then to new Sifta, then he's fitting to be the Rosh Shiva, he's fitting to be controlling everything. Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, Aymer, Ilu Kilim Hularyon. So Shimon and Lakish, we're going back now, and we started off this whole discussion on Tavid Chachamim, because we had a word called Benayin. We said that Benayin was the type of people that their garments, if it has a, a stain on one side, we said it's a chatzitza, they're more makbid. So th- this is how we got into that. We said Benayin are builders, Tamidi Chachamim. Shem and Lakish on the fourth wide line says, What are Benayin? Elu Kalim Holayin. These are the Kalim, these are the vessels of the iron of the bathhouse attendants. Habayim Dinas Dayan, they import their clothing from overseas. So says the Gemara, what were these special Kalim? And they're more specific and makbid on them, and that's why a stain on one side is a chatzitza. You're telling me that these clothing are white. Don't bury me in white clothing. And don't bury me in black clothing. says, Don't bury me in white clothing. You know why not? Maybe I'm not going to merit to go upstairs to sit with the Tamid Chachamim. And I'm going to sit with the Rashayim, who are considered like Avelim, like mourners. And I'm going to be wearing white. And I'm going to be like the Chassan amongst Avelim. Him, which isn't it, not a fun thing to do. Shechayrim, and he says, but wait, maybe I'll wear black. That's not good either. Shem Eskem, maybe I will go up to Gan Eden and what? Chasanim, and then I'm going to be like an Avil. I'm wearing black amongst all the Chasanim, all the people singing, learning Taira. Ella says, Rav Yani, what should what should you bury me in? Which is what says the Gemara? Alma, some kinin with their colored. So why are you telling me that these Benayin are the people who import these kinin, these bedhouse attendants, and they're colored? But we see. And they're white, I'm sorry. We see over here that they're colored. Answers the Gemara, like Kasha, Habik, Limi. When they talk about the outer cloak, the outer coat, that is the colored one, Albalavushi. The regular garments, those were white. And that is the second shot of what these Bainoi, the, th- the garments that they're more makbid on. Rabbi Shmuel, Aymer, Makablin. So we said in the Mishnah on Kofi Gimel, Manalavid, and Machlekes. Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva, whether you're allowed to burn 
the chalavim, the leftover fats on Yom Kippur, which comes after Shabbos. You have Shabbos, and then it's Yom Kippur. On Matzah Shabbos, can you burn these leftover fats? Rabbi Shmuel said yes. Rabbi Kiva said no. Says the Gemara, Tan Now we're going to learn now where do Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva get this din from? Oilas Shabbos b'Shabbatoi. You could bring the carbon oila on Shabbos b'Shabbatoi on Eid Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Limi. This teaches you Al Chelvei Shabbos Shekrivim Yom Kippurim that the the Chelav of Shabbos could yes be brought on Yom Kippur. This is obviously the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel. Yochel, I would have thought after Yom Kippurim b'Shabbos, I would have thought the reverse as well. That if Yom Kippur is Friday going into Shabbos and on Shabbos also you could bring the carbonus of Yom Kippur. Tamalaymer b'Shabbatoi on each Shabbos. Different Rabbi Shmuel, meaning on each Shabbos on Yom Kippur, which is called Shabbos, but not on Shabbos. So again, Rabbi Shmuel learns Shabbos. Into Yom Kippur and Yom Kippur, you can yes burn the leftovers from Shabbos, but Yom Kippur into Shabbos, you cannot. Rav Kiva, Imer the Shabbos, Shabbatay Limit Al Chalvi Shabbos, Shakivim be Yomtif. Rav Kiva says a different limit. Rav Kiva says, you know, we learn from this passing that the chalavim of Shabbos is allowed to be brought on Yontif. It goes from Shabbos to Yontif, it could be brought. Yochel, I would have thought, after Yom Kippurim, it could be brought even on Yom Kippur. Says Rav Kiva, no. Tamalim Rabbi Shabbatoi. So Rav Kiva learned you cannot bring the fats of Shabbos on Yom Kippur when it's once a Shabbos. Rabbi Shemal says, yes. Says the Gemara, what's at the foundation? What is really this machlech? It's Shin Zalim, the different Rav Kiva, Rav Shemal. The Dharma, the Dava, it's Rabbi Shmuel holds that Nedarim and Nedavis, regular offerings, rather vows and regular Nedarim, you're allowed to bring on Yantif. And therefore, and therefore, when the Pasa comes and says, so if you could bring Nedarim and Nedavis on Yantif, certainly you could bring it on Yom Kippur. And that's why Rabbi Shmuel starts off with that you're allowed to bring it on Yom Kippur, and it limits you, but you can't bring Yom Kippurs on Shabbos. However, Rabbi Kiva is the opposite. The day Rabbi Kiva and the Dharma of is ain't even be Yantif. Rabbi Kiva holds normally you're not allowed to bring your net there in the Dava on Yantif. And therefore, when the Pasuk comes along and teaches you what you're allowed to bring, what's it come to teach you a din about Yantif, but it's not coming to teach you a din about Yom Kippur, and therefore Rabbi Kiva holds you're not allowed to bring the leftover fats from Shabbos on Masi Shabbos when it is Yom Kippur. Amr Avzira, moving on to Kufi Yedalad Amr Beis, closing in on the end of the Masech, Parak, I'm sorry, Ke'avino Bebavel, when I was in Babel, have Amri Hadatani that which you learned in Abraisi, Yom Kippur Shachal Liyos Barab Shabbos. Yom Kippur falls out on Friday. Lo Hayatayke, they would not blow the shofar. We know that when Shabbos begins, we see this at the beginning of the Masechta, where they blew six shofar blasts. Says Rav Zerah that when it's Yom Kippur, when it's when is Yom Kippur on Friday into Shabbos? Yom Kippur is an Isser Malacha, just like Shabbos. So they wouldn't blow the Shafer before Shabbos, because what's the point? It's the same Isser Malacha. But Matzai Shabbos, and on Matzai Shabbos, when Yom Kippur is on Matzai Shabbos, they will not make Abdullah for the same reason why do you have not make Abdullah? Because it's the same Isser Malacha, because it's Yom Kippur again. So if Yom Kippur pulls on a Friday or on Matzai Shabbos, says Rav Zerah, they did not blow the shofar in Arab Shabbos, they did not do Abdullah on Matzai Shabbos. What's the reason? Because it's still Isser Malacha, so what do you need to separate anything? What do you need to shofar? Kisalek de la Hasab, so Rav Zerah says, but then when I went up to Israel, Ashkechei liyuda b'reidah v'shimin ben pazi, the other of Kiva he, and he was sitting and saying, that is Rav Kiva. Why? Di Rav Yishmael, because of According to the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel, again, the Machlech is Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva, whether you're allowed to bring the leftover karbanis from Shabbos, on Masih Shabbos, into Yom Kippur, says, says, <clears throat> 
says Shimon Pazi that according to the opinion of Rabbi Yishmael, Kivan the Amri, Chel Veishav is kurivim biyoyim He holds you're allowed to still bring the carbon of Matzah Shabbos to Yom Kippur. Litaka. So you should yes blow. You should yes make a differentiation between the two between Shabbos and Yom Kippur. Why? Because there is a difference. You're allowed to still bring the carbon of Matzah Shabbos. So that they should know that Shabbos is over, but you still let it bring it on Yom Kippur. And Rav Zira says, and I said to him, to Rav Shimon Pazi, Rav Zira, again, first thought that they don't blow the shofar, they don't say Abdullah. Then he said, I went up and I heard Shimon Pazi that's saying only according to Rav But according to Rav Yishmael, there is a practical difference. Because Rav Yishmael holds you a lot of yes, bring their cup on us and Shabbos and Shabbos and comes into Yom Kippur. So said Rav Zira, so I thought you should yes blow. And I told him, Rav Shimon Pazi, no, you do not have to blow the shofar. It's kind of a reason, a concept that we see many times that Kohanim are very careful what they do. And therefore, you don't have to remind them. Meaning, Rishim and Pazi said, you should yes blow shofar, you should yes make Abdullah to remind them that something is still allowed to be done. They're allowed to bring the carbonates from Shabbos and Mazi Shabbos. Rishim says, it's not necessary. Kohanim's reasoning. Do we say such a concept? They would blow three shofar blasts. To tell the people to stop doing work. Shalosh, they would blow another three shofar blasts. In order to differentiate between Kodesh and Chols. What do we see? We see that they did want to tell them Shabbos is yes, Shabbos is no. So why are you telling me Kodesh reason maybe they don't need a reminder? We see clearly the blue shoifer as a reminder answers the Gemara what were the shofar blasts for? They weren't for the Kahanim, it was for everyone else. The same thing is for everyone else, not for the Kahanim. Says the Gemara of Litaka. Says Gemara, a different question. Meaning, the whole premise of Rav Zahira was there was no necessity to the friendship between Shabbos and Yom Kippur because the same Mr. Malach let applies on Shabbos, applies in Yom Kippur. And therefore, if Yom Kippur is on Friday and Shab- into Shabbos, Shabbos is in Shabbos, into Yom Kippur, Matzei Shabbos, there's no reason to blow Shofar before Shabbos to do Abdullah and Matzei Shabbos. Why not? Because the same Mr. Malach. Says Gemara, one second. V'litaka, you should blow the Shofar. Why? There's a specific Allah on Yom Kippur that from Mincha time and onward on, on Yom Kippur afternoon, you're allowed to do Knivas Yarek, you're allowed to start trimming and do cutting up the vegetables for the post-Yom Kippur Suda. What's the reason you're allowed to cut up the vegetables? So we'll have to see what exactly he's referring to in the Gemara. But the reason you're allowed to is because it increases the Tsar. Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to eat, you're supposed to be Bitsar. And therefore, if you start preparing food, it makes you more Bitsar. So therefore, says the Gemara, they should blow the shofar to show you. It's no longer Shabbos. It's now Yom Kippur. It's only Yom Kippur without Shabbos because there is a halachic difference. That on Shabbos, you're not allowed to do Knivas Yarek. You're not allowed to trim the vegetables. Pashas is referring to an Isra Taichin. That when you slice and dice up vegetables, very, very small, it's Asra and Taichin. But on Yom Kippur, it is yes allowed. So the Gemara wants to know, you should blow the shofar. Says the Gemara. We don't, we're not to blow the shoifer in order to tell you that there is a heter, tell you that you're allowed to do some malach. 
Rav Shisha Bredi Rav Idi Amar Shvus Kuroiva Itiru Shvus Rechayka Lo Itiru. They would be matter to blow the shaver for a Shvus right now, but it's not right now because again, it's going from let's say Shabbos into Yom Kippur. So we're not going to blow a shofar to tell you it's not Yom Kippur because it only makes a difference tomorrow. It's now Motzi Shabbos. It's now Friday afternoon. It only makes a difference at the end of Yom Kippur that you're allowed to do this Kinevas Yerik. You're allowed to do this trimming of the vegetables. So Shvus Rechayka Lo Itiru. They don't blow the shaver to allow a shvas rechaika. If you want to see, look at Rashi. Rashi, five lines into the medium-sized lines. Rashi says, shvas kareva kleimer. Dechiev shvas etiru litzarech davar karev. I'm saying right now, v'loy litzarech davar karev. But not for something which is not immediate. Not for something which is first going to be tomorrow that you're allowed to do the knivas yarek. Says the Gemara, shvas kareva etiru. You're telling me they allowed you to blow the shaper for something right now? But now we learn to the mission. No, we're smack in the middle of the Ahmed. First word of the line is Ushavos. But tonight we learned in the Mishnah. Yomtev Shechali is Erev Shabbos. Yomtev that falls out on Erev Shabbos. Again, Yomtev is Friday. Taikin Veloy Mavdilin. They would, yes, blow the Shafer, but they would not make Havdalah. Matzi Shabbos, a Matzi Shabbos, and then meaning Matzi Shabbos into Yomtev. Mavdilin, they would, yes, make Havdalah. Veloy Taikin, they would not blow Shafer. Vamai, what's the reason? Want to go Shabbos into Yomtev? That we just said, you, yes, make Havdalah. Do not blow the shofar. Litaka, let them blow the shofar. Mosei Shabbos, kech diyadzi shabbos chita l'alter. We know that on Yantif there are different dinim than Shabbos. On Shabbos you're not allowed to do shchit. You're not allowed to slaughter an animal. On Yantif you're allowed to yes slaughter an animal. So Yomar wants to know if we allow a shvos, if we allow blowing the shofar in order to permit work right now. So on Mosei Shabbos that goes into Yantif we should allow them to blow the shofar. So everyone knows now it is Yantif and you're allowed to do shchita. Seemingly it's not true. You just what you just told me that you. Allowed to do shvus to matzah something right now? We see not because we see they did not blow the shayfar matzah shabbos. Ela machvartik Rav Yosef. Gemara concedes, and Gemara says that you're right. Must be like the first answer we gave, like the opinion of Rav Yosef, that Rav Yosef says that ain't doichin shvus lahatir. We not allow you to blow the shayfar just in order to permit something, in order to tell everyone that you're allowed to do this knivas yarek, the trimming of the vegetables. It's not true. We do not allow the blowing of the shayfar, and that's the reason why Rav Zira said that when he went up, they don't blow the shayfar before and after when it's Yom Kippur and the Shabbos Shabbos into Yom Kippur. Amar Rav Zira, Amar Rav Huna, Varmid Amar Rav Abba, Amar Rav Huna, Yom Kippurim Shachalios B'Shabes, Aser B'Knivas Yarek. That's Knivas Yarek. Now we'll see what this is. This trimming of the vegetables says Rav Huna, the name Rav Huna. But if you, that's only when Yom Kippur is Yom Kippur, you're allowed to do it. But if Yom Kippur and Shabbos, then you're not allowed to. Amar Rav Mana, Tana, Menayim Yom Kippur Shachalios B'Shabes, Aser B'Knivas Yarek. How do you know? The word Shabbosayin, which it says by Yom Kippur, Shvos, Lamai. What's this word Shabbosayin coming to teach you that there's an Isser Shvos, there's an Isser Tirabon? If it's coming to teach you that there's an Isser Molacha on Yom Kippurim, Vaksev the Pasuk already taught us, Lois, Asukom Molacha, Hiral Dium Molacha on Yom Kippur. So I would have to give you it's an actual word of Shabbosayin. El Alav Aknivas Yarek. It's telling me to teach me that Knivas Yarek is not allowed. Shma Mina, that when Yom Kippur coincides with the Shabbos, Normally in Yom Kippur, we yes allow Knivas Yarek. We yes allow the trimming of the vegetables in order to increase the Agmas Nefesh, increase the fasting. That when you start dealing with food while you're fasting as the day is ending, it makes you more bizarre. But with Yom Kippur and Shabbos, says Gemara, no. Amar of Chiyavar he lines on the bottom, Amar of Yechran. Yom Kippur Shachalis B'Shabbos, Motor B'Knivas Yarek. He argues. He says, you already asked to Knivas Yarek. Meisvei, Samarana has the Kasha. Minayim Yom Kippur Shachalis B'Shabbos, Shachalis B'Shabbos, Shachalis B'Shabbos, 
we just we just saw in a brisa. If Yom Kippur falls on a Shabbos, it's forbidden to trim the vegetables. Tam leimar Shabbos ayin shavos lemai ilim lemalacha avikzev lo satzikom lacha el lavlikinias yarek. Seems there's a straight up brisa that teaches me that you're not allowed to do the cutting the vegetables when Yom Kippur and Shabbos coincide. Says Marlai Lailam lemalacha. Really, the pasuk of Shabbos ayin is coming to teach me that you're not allowed to do malacha on Yom Kippur. But what do you mean? But we already know that from there's that's a say. Do not do it. Then it says Shabbos It's a day of rest to teach you that you also would be over and say if you were to do melacha on Yom Kippur. But this mandamer holds that if Yom Kippur and Shabbos coincide, the hetter of Knivas Yarik, the hetter of trimming the vegetables from Mincha time and on, applies even on that day. Tani Kavaster of Yechelon this Gemara brings a raya. To Rav Yechran, Yom Kippur and Shachalios B'Shabes, moving along to Kuf Tezvav, Ahmed Aleph, finishing up the Perek, Motor B'Knivas Yarek, Asher Abraya, they allowed to do Knivas Yarek, even when it is Shabbos and Yom Kippur. Says the Gemara, Amr Avchib, Arab, Amr Avyechran, Yom Kippur and Shachalios B'Shabes, Echol, on regular Yom Kippur, Mavsim Begoyzim, you gotta crack open the nuts, Ume Farachasin, be reminded him, and you could break open the pomegranates, Mina Mincha, Lamailam, and the Agwas Nefesh, similar to the Knivas Yarek, the allowance to do the trimming of the vegetables. Similarly, we allow you to cut open the nuts and whatnot. And the truth is, the I said it's cause of taichein, but truth is, the Bashim shot is it's sachana. We generally do not allow one to prepare on Shabbos for Matzi Shabbos and Yomtif for Matzi Yomtif. Here, we're allowing you to already start preparing the Suda. What is the reason? Because it increases your Agamas Nefesh. It makes you feel worse. The fast is ending. You're getting really hungry. You start playing with wonderful nuts and pomegranates and vegetables. And therefore, that is allowed in Yom Kippur from Mincha time and on. He would trip in the cabbage. The big rabbi guardi hurry would scoop out the pumpkins. But then what happened? Even the chaza, that they were doing it early. They weren't starting from mincha time. They were starting to do these vegetable preparations earlier in the day. Letter came from Arava, and that was that they said that you have to stop because they're starting to prepare the vegetables too early. No longer do we have this allowance to increase that because they're doing it too early in Yom Kippur. We shall return to the wonderful 15th parak of Shabbos Eluk Sharim and Amir Tashem will pick up from the parak of Kol Kisvei.